You are listening to the Keenan Vision Podcast, produced by SalesforceDevOps.net. This is episode 16, broadcast Tuesday, February 28, 2023. SFDX Hardis, a demo with Nicholas Bullamy from Cloudity. Let's commit. Welcome, everybody, to the Keenan Vision Podcast. And today we're going to look at SFDX Hardis with Nicholas Bullamy, who is the CTO of Cloudity over in France. So, welcome, Nicholas. Thank you very much for the invitation, Vernon. So, before we get going, I think everybody wants to know a little bit about um, you know, who we're meeting. So just tell us a little bit about how you got to uh, this position at uh, Cloudity. It's kind of an unusual path, I think. Oh, uh, it's a long story that I will try to make uh, very short. I started coding at 10, and uh, today I'm CTO. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, have, I am CTO of uh, the business unit of uh, doing Salesforce integration in this group. Uh, I have been hired two years ago. And uh, recently, uh, Artis Group and uh, Cloudity, which is um, a company in Poland, but also in other countries in Europe, has emerged. And uh, now uh, I am uh, I am co-CTO of the French part of uh, Cloudity. So let's just dive right in. Tell us um, the you know SFDX uh, hardest story, and um, if you got any slides or materials you want to show us about that, um, go ahead and uh, tell us more about the product. Mm, I have slides, but unfortunately, uh, they are in French. So because there is not a long time that we are working international. But uh, even if I don't have slides, I have uh, say, some speech and some documentation, which is fully in English, of course. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. So, um, so I can try to, to share uh, and succeed to share uh, my screen. Uh, and I read directly open my documentation uh, and I think later the best way to see what uh, what we do will be to read uh, the great articles that you invited me to, to post on Salesforce Devop, uh, devops.net. Uh, right and, and yeah everybody should be able to find a companion article on the website to this uh, podcast um, where uh, uh, where Nicholas uh, actually wrote a very very readable very entertaining uh, article about the story and how you can use Hardis. And to make, uh, let's say, to make, uh, again, a long story short, uh, when I arrived in uh, in Hardis group, so now Cloudity, two years ago, uh, we were uh, already using some uh, CI CD on projects. So it was homemade uh, pipelines. So it means uh, uh, scripts in uh, Groovy with uh, Jenkins server with a lot of, let's say, uh, custom scripts, so bash and whatever. Uh, and to have working pipelines uh, because we had, uh, let's say, teams with uh, 15 people working on the same uh, project. So it was not uh, possible to work with chain sets or equivalents. Uh, and, uh, and what was working on the project? We have been asked to uh, do it on other big projects. So uh, we have been uh, in a situation where we had to make a choice. Uh, we could have continued doing home laid pipelines like on our current uh, big projects, but uh, we have uh, noticed that it requires a lot of maintenance, a lot of knowledge, and also a lot of training, um, especially for uh, people with without technical background. 
so we have looked uh, on the market, of course. Uh, and on the market, we saw that there were great products uh, like uh, Copado, Gearset, uh, Salto, Torabit, a lot of uh, people who make their living by doing uh, Salesforce uh, products. But the inconvenience uh, was that uh, it costs licenses and uh, we didn't want to, um, to force all our customers to take licenses because uh, it would have been uh, difficult discussions. And what if uh, we go with a gear set and then we see, oh, Copado is better for our need? Or what if uh, we, we go with something and we invest and we see that it's not working? So uh, we looked at open source uh, world and we discovered uh, what uh, Accenture does with DXA scale. And uh, I was really impressed uh, what, by uh, what uh, Aslam and his friends uh, did. But mm -hmm. uh, for uh, our simple requirements, uh, mono package, uh, it was too heavy uh, for us uh, to, to use that. So we decided to create was was not existing in the middle of that, uh, which is a packaging CI-CD pipeline engine as a form of a SFDX plugin. Uh, so uh, on all our projects, we can use the same uh, pipeline engine, uh, So, but having a unique maintenance for this engine and just have the custom configuration in the project repositories. So let me see if I can summarize that, um, pull out the, the parts that I like there, which is, uh, first of all, <clears throat> you seem to be creating a system that's composed of little pieces that you can script together, uh, essentially. And it's more modular and it's kind of like the way that open source projects are built in general is that you, you're, you're bringing in all these different pieces from other authors and you're kind of scripting it together into um, you know, a sequence or um, a process that you and your colleagues can all share. So this is describes how regular DevOps works, kind of, you know, how if you're building a JavaScript application or a Go or or TypeScript on you know, Node.js or something. That's kind of how you do it is, 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 is through that kind of process. And I think a lot of people look at the Salesforce development process and having experienced that way of doing things and they go, oh my God, you guys are doing what? And I think, you know, th this um, like uh, DX at scale, uh, a little similar, is uh, lets you approach DevOps as a as a modular, scriptable, chunkable kind of uh, practice, and that's a lot different than uh, going with one of the vendors for sure, because there you're you're those are all highly opinionated, and you got to stick with the way that they're doing it, and also you got to pay them a lot usually to get that. So I see the motivation. I see. Um, you know, why you guys did it. Uh, so what else can you show us about the, the, the product? Uh, I can uh, tell you uh, of what it is composed. Uh, maybe it's too early for the demo. Fa, we will do it. Uh, I have one ready. Uh, Let's but do I can... the demo. Everybody loves the demo. Yes, and there will be, there will be. And hopefully it will work. I think so. 
just uh, I will just describe quickly what is a SafeDXR this. It is first a, a Salesforce plugin, and uh, we have created many many commands uh, that uh, told about scripting earlier. Uh, yes, we we script the calls to low-level SFDX commands. So uh, behind all the SFDX RDX command, there is a force org open, a force source pool, force source pool, force MDL, uh, force source deploy. Uh, you have uh, all the basis commands that are used. Also, so so the idea the idea here is that um, all these hardest commands encapsulate um, standard execution sequences or scripts of DX commands. And the goal is to have them within a single command of us, instead of having to maintain complex pipeline scripts uh, that can manage everything and bash and, uh, and update XML and uh, clean profiles and uh, remove system okay. debugs, uh, As we have a lot of experience in uh, what needs to be done to make uh, a, a nice homemade CI/CD pipeline, uh, what is the same in all homemade CI/CD pipeline? We packaged it, so uh, so we have to maintain it just at one place and not on all the projects. And uh, I, cool. I think for, for technical listeners who are kind of lost uh, with all that, that we're saying, we also provided a Visual Studio Code extension that can wow. run the components. And uh, and uh, make integrations uh, with uh, Visual Studio Code uh, UI interfaces. So the goal uh, is to um, now here. By the way, you're you're showing off the uh, plugin, yes. the, the VS Code plugin. Yes, it is. Uh, it is starting to be used. I think in the in the ecosystem. If I look uh, in the extensions, uh, oops. For the moment, no. just a little bit more than 2,000 people. You got five stars, it's pretty good. Probably three for my colleagues, but I hope that after you, <laughs> yeah, with 2,000 downloads and five stars, it's um, usually people, uh, people prefer to, to put zero stars when there is one bug. I have seen that in my other open source projects, so that's right. And people only star when they're pissed off, so yeah. <laughs> So, so basically, we made uh, we made the okay. So we got the DevOps symbol over there, and then that calls up your commands. Cool. Uh, this is a Cloudity logo, but it looks like a DevOps. True. Well, that's the Cloudity icon. I see. Cool. Yeah, but you. Thank you. I did not notice it was uh, the DevOps. I didn't know my company was the DevOps has a logo. It's great. I guess you're just infinitely awesome too. Probably. I think so. <laughs> okay, and, uh, so let's see let's see the encapsulation at work here. Oh, so we can go to the demo. So let's say uh, I am a business consultant and uh, I I don't like command lines. I'm not a technical person. So uh, all I had to do was to install uh, Visual Studio Code and find for uh, SFDXRDs in the extensions. And uh, once I install the section, the extension. All the dependencies, uh, if they are not installed yet, there we, we will have some little messages with links saying, uh, oh, you need Git, you don't have it. Click here and install Git. Uh, oh, you need Node.js, you don't have it, etc. Also for the plugins. 
It also makes sure that all the plugins uh, and the dependencies are up to date because it's very important to be up to date uh, for, uh, let's say, to benefit from bug fixes, but also from uh, fixes about security issues that can happen in the in the Node.js um, ecosystem. Um, and uh, and once we have right because that, because the the way this works is you have an npm uh, a Node.js installation in your working directory and you're adding components to that with uh, to make uh, DX hardest work. Well, like any uh, like SFDX uh, alone, like uh, basically all uh, all local computer stuff about Salesforce is uh, Node.js and and it's okay. But it just has to be monitored uh, closely to avoid uh, issues, and uh, we have uh, we have security scanners uh, running every day on our open source uh, stuff. So uh, it is not uh, less safe to use SFDX Hardis than to use SFDX itself. Probably safer. Uh, <laughs> Probably safer because it's better organized. No, but also because uh, one of my side jobs is with uh, Ox Security, and their uh, job is to secure the pipeline uh, supply chain uh, attacks. So uh, all uh, open source I work with is secured with Ox, including SFDX service. Uh, so I hope uh, SFDX uh, core team does that also, but I don't know that. I don't know yet. So that's why I say maybe it's more secure. <laughs> So just to reiterate that a little, you just mentioned that um, I referred to the problem of, of using NPM at all, really, is that it brings in all kinds of junk sometimes into your uh, directory. And uh, you've been working with a project to actually uh, uh, make sure that all that stuff is coming in is clean. It's called uh, supply chain cybersecurity. I think it will be a topic more and more important uh, in the future. It's very important if you're using Salesforce <laughs> functions. It's yeah. critical. There's a war going on. <laughs> okay, so let's say I am a business consultant and I have a task. Uh, I, I have something to, to change on my Salesforce. I have to create a new field named uh, Vernon, for example. Uh, so, okay, so this is like to having a, a user story or something along a task within a user story or something like that. True. So I have uh, my extension ready. I just click start a new task and it runs a command line, but I don't have to write it uh, manually. And uh, so I ask, uh, is it a feature? Is it a debug? No, a Vernon field is not a debug, it's a feature. Uh, and is it configuration development or both? Let's say it's configuration. Uh, but those questions before is just to organize the Git branches. So to avoid to have a messy uh, Git repository, but something more organized that can be uh, monitored by the release manager. Uh, I create the name uh, of uh, my task. And now I can see uh, behind uh, that uh, my uh, some Git operations are done. So I know that uh, I configured my uh, project to have integration as a first uh, pull request target. Uh, so automatically, because I don't want to ask an admin or a business consultant to uh, do Git operations like uh, 
checkout, uh, like uh, pool or whatever. Uh, so it is uh, done in the background. And now I am asked if I want to work in a scratch org or a sandbox. So sandbox are much easier to work with. So I will just select one of the sandbox uh, I am already connected to. But I could have uh, chose an option saying, let me connect to another sandbox that my release manager provided me. And uh, it would have, uh, I would have logged in the browser. And now it, it asked me if I want to initialize the sandbox because a sandbox is, uh, contains already a lot of things because it is a sandbox. But uh, probably uh, my release manager has uh, defined uh, some initialization data, some uh, permission set assignments, uh, or maybe uh, just uh, my, my sandbox is not up to date since the latest deployment, so I want to make it up to date. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, behind. So I want uh, everybody to be sure you're looking at the command line, the terminal part of the screen here. And you're seeing all the stuff that's uh, going on, which is fantastic. Um, just with these commands. And so I think another thing to, to realize is that you've got um, essentially a web application server running where you're interacting with uh, VS Code to do these wizards. Yes, it's uh, just a little web socket uh, because if you see the, the command uh, that are launched, you have a, you have a WebSocket address. So uh, you you say to you call the client to say discuss with VS Code on this port, and uh, and this is how there is an integration between the VS Code device and uh, and the client. Okay, so now I think I think by the way the last five minutes of this video is the part that's going to sell people. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, to see all of those commands being emitted automatically from a wizard like that is, uh, I think, fantastic. And now I will create my Vernon field. Okay, so now you're doing, there's source code tracking going on. You're in the scratch org. This, uh, it, it is a sandbox, but it will be the same. I mean, the sandbox, correct. We will scratch org. With the uh, with source code uh, tracking turned on, yes. uh, let's say I will create a text, text field. Code. It's the Vernon field, I guess. To create the Vernon field, uh, two fifty five. Man, I got a lot to say. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I can click what. Ooh, let's create a simple, but uh, it works uh, if you uh, create it's an advanced flow or whatever. And let's not. say I, I am a bad admin. I let all the I let all the stuff uh, ticked. Yeah, uh, yep. secure. And I choose all the layout because I'm a really bad admin and I don't think about That's what right. I'm doing. Damn the security! <laughs> and now. My, uh, my uh, let's say my advanced configuration is completed. Right. So I will say, oh. I will prepare my merge request. I will want to publish at the upper level my configuration. So I click on pull from Salesforce.org to local files. We try to label the menus so that they mean a little bit something uh, to the users more than uh, just uh, 
commands. And when you see commands, you don't know what it does. You can right click and view the command help. And it brings you directly uh, to the command, nice. uh, to the documentation. And uh, for some of the most uh, complicated commands, you even have some videos. Uh, so if you're lost, uh, you have uh, some uh, demo videos to be less lost. So I have uh, pulled all my, uh, my stuff and oh, there is many stuff. So all I want to keep is my Vernon field. And so I want my, Ven my Vernon field to be added on, uh, let's say, uh, standard, uh, standard layout. And uh, oh, I don't want uh, rights to be put on profiles. Let's, uh, let's choose a permission set. It's, uh, it's better. Okay, creating a permission set so we can access this new field. Go into the object settings and uh, accounts. Good old edit. You have to get access to the object and then access and to the new field. There we go. Should be able to save that. Then assign it to somebody. And now, oh, I have new configuration to retrieve, so I can uh, I can pull again, uh, and I will see. I will the see new permission set. Permission set. Uh, can see that there here. it is. So, uh, so ah, it updated MFI anyway. Uh, so now I will take. Uh, uh, where is my permission set here? Plus. So this is the only Git stuff that uh, admins and business consultants have to know is how to select the metadata that you want to, to publish, to commit, and, uh, and commit them. So let's call uh, field and ps. Uh, I commit. So now I'm OK, and I want, to, uh, I want to publish at the upper level. So I will want to create a merge request. So, um, so I have a command uh, save and publish my current task. And I remind uh, to ask if the commit is ready, because if someone doesn't mm -hmm. know what is a commit, uh, he can click and it brings him or her to the documentation. And now I have SFDX Git Delta, another plugin uh, that we use, uh, which um, generates the delta between um, between the current commit and the parent branch. Ah, so sophisticated. And uh, so I have also some cleaning applied. So I want I want to commit. I want to push. Oh, there is a lot of stuff that happened. But what really happened behind the curtains? So if I open, uh, let's say, a Git UI, I will see that. There is the commit that I did manually here with the, the fields. And SFDXRDIS automatically updated the package XML. So mm. uh, for anyone that uh, knows how nightmare it can be to manually uh, manage yeah. a package XML, uh, thanks to SFDXRDIS and also uh, SFDX Git Delta. Thanks a lot, Sebastian Coladon, French guy. 
uh, we, uh, we can, uh, we are okay with it. And if I click here, if I click here, I, I am directly on the create merge request page. Okay, you went over, now you're on GitLab. I am in GitLab, which is uh, the CI server or uh, command runner, like you call them, I think. Right, I call it the command server. A lot of people call it the CI CD server. It's, a, it's where the scripts run that do the long tasks on your org. Yes. And so I just have to add a little uh, description. So, because if later in six months, six months, I want to know what happens here, I can open the, the history and see. Uh, you know, you're, you're hiding just enough of the uh, Git stuff here. Yeah. Because then so. you're not hiding at all like um, DevOps Center does. And, and see, I created my merge request. And now yep. I have control jobs that has been run. So we have two. We have one that will check the deployment to the target org. So in front of if major branch, uh, if we look uh, here, uh, let's say I was in a tiny little branch uh, at the bottom, and I want to, to, to merge in integration. So in the controlling job, I have a simulation of deployment into the integration org. So if anything would go wrong, or if any test class was crashed, or even if the Apex test coverage was not reached, the control job will say, no, you have uh, to fix something, because if you merge anyway, when you will want to put in production, you will have problems. So the goal uh, of all that is any problem that uh, people working with change set from dev to UAT to preprod to blah, 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 as Sandbox doesn't enforce uh, test classes uh, or, uh, or coverage or a uh, lot of stuff, the problem is, uh, is that you, you see a lot of problems the day you want to deliver in production. With a, a pipeline, any pipeline, not just SFDXRDIS, but uh, we do that with SFDXRDIS, uh, you can anticipate those problems uh, from the very first uh, step, which is the merge request. And it is uh, loading because uh, all our jobs are running on uh, Docker images that uh, we provide. And uh, SFDXRDs, Docker images uh, contain SFDXLI, SFDXRDs, SFDXLI, mm -hmm. uh, everything necessary uh, to work. And here. So we're looking here at the execution log on the GitLab servers, right? Yeah. And when you are a business consultant, you're not even obliged to watch it. You can just uh, see here if it is uh, green or, uh, <laughs> or red. And the right. look uh, only uh, only if it is uh, if it is red. And here you can see the, this is um, a low level uh, SFDX uh, command uh, doing uh, the simulation of deployment. But what is interesting in this complex pipeline, which can do a lot of stuff, is that 
in, uh, in the GitLab CI uh, file. Uh, so here we're looking at the YAML file that tells GitLab what to do. Of the pipeline. And, right. uh, and here it is just a single SFDXRDIS command. And all the complexity, it is within SFDXRDIS. So uh, you, as a release manager, uh, you, don't, you don't have to make a lot of stuff. You, you call login, you call deploy, and all our pipelines are ready to use. And you don't need to update them. Uh, all you need to update is some configuration in a file. So you could do, you could, by the way, you could do this exact thing on um, uh, Git, Git, GitHub Actions, correct? Yes, sure. Okay. And we can see as this well, we is- got, a, We had a problem. Ooh. We had a problem. But what is the problem? Uh, what you see usually when you have an error, it is just the part in red uh, saying system thing named blah, 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 not found. Uh, and why is that? It's because I didn't prepare correctly my demo. Uh, and, but here in yellow under, we analyze oh. the error and huh. we tell you this is such error and we explain it why it happens and uh, every available solution to fix it. Wow. You, if you renamed it, Sorry, but you have to uh, to go in the target org and rename manually. If you deleted it, you have to remove it from the layout. If, uh, many if. Uh, and, well, that's very uh, useful. And the goal is to accelerate uh, the, the solving of the issues. You know, with uh, those little tips there is what I call the black magic of release management. And all those tips are also uh, available uh, in our documentation. Uh, and anyone seeing new errors that are not uh, present in this documentation are very oh. welcome to submit pull requests because the, the more there will be, uh, the more uh, the tool will be efficient. Well, that's the beauty of open source right there. And, uh, and basically, uh, once everything will be green here, and it will be. When I will uh, validate, I will merge my, mer my merge request, automatically another job will be triggered and deploy to integration org. So, uh, so basically, once you succeed uh, to, to merge something in integration, it will be automatically deployed in integration and it will work because we add the check the deployment simulation before. And it will be the same for all other layers. If you want to uh, to deploy integration to UAT, you create a merge request from integration to UAT, uh, et cetera. Okay, so now we're checking the deployment. Yes. And while we are checking the deployment, we are also checking the quality. So, uh, so the quality, it is with uh, Megalinter uh, Biox Security. And it runs, uh, it runs uh, SFDX scanner, which is another SFDX plugin. And behind this one, there is Apex PMD, there is a Slint, and others. But Mikael Linter also contains uh, security um, linters like uh, GitLeaks, like, uh, like Trivy. So if someone is using, uh, let's say, a Flood uh, library 
or is uh, putting uh, hard-coded tokens uh, in the sources, etc. cetera, uh, Megalinter will catch it. So, uh, so linting PMD is good, but uh, making sure that there is no, uh, let's say, sensitive data uh, or right. uh, risky libraries uh, in the repository is also good. That's all I call that stuff developer cybersecurity, where you you're scanning your uh, your pipelines and your artifacts to make sure, just like you said, you don't somebody didn't you know have a brain fart and say, oh, I'm just going to put that AWS um, uh, security account in in my thing. All right, Megalinter worked. It works. Uh, I think it, uh, in some seconds. Uh, so here, and it also detects copy paste. So for uh, crappy developers who like to copy uh, hundreds of lines, uh, which are uh, difficult to maintain. So we have uh, all that. And uh, you see Git leaks here. And uh, even uh, we even check for dead links in documentation, but it is not blocking. Uh, if you find, and, uh, yeah, that's uh, your quality gate. And I will go back on the deployment. So now we can see that. Look at that. We got a success. We got a success. And we, ch we checked the deployment. It is in success. And we even checked that the code coverage was superior to the minimum that we defined. So it is us that decided um, that 85%. So you defined your quality gate at 85 instead of 75. Yes. And it is done in a single config file here. Just a property. And so uh, the SFDX uh, check deploy command gets this property. If it is not set, it will take uh, 75. But uh, we are lucky to be on a project with a high uh, uh, test coverage. So we don't want to deprecate it. Uh, so my merge request is all green. I can now merge it. I see. So we were we were validating it. Now we're actually doing it. And yes, and you can see you can see that after the merge, there is a new pipeline that has been run, and this will be the deployment pipeline to the integration org. So we can see that the deployment that has been automatically triggered by after the merge request has been merged has been deployed. So. Uh, so basically, uh, in all this demo, uh, you could see that uh, the only, let's say, the only time you needed to think uh, was when you needed to select uh, the uh, files that you want to commit uh, and to publish at the later level. But all the rest, the quality checking, the deployment check, and uh, after the deployment uh, itself, all has been done either by SFDXRDs, either by the VS Code extension, or by the CI server, which was GitLab, but could have been Azure, or uh, Jenkins, or uh, GitHub, uh, or Bitbucket. Excellent. So I think that's it. I think we got the demo. Um, I was really impressed with the VS Code interface and how that gives um, a dialogue, a, like kind of like a wizard-like interface to to starting this whole process off. I thought that was tremendous. So I would encourage, and why don't you take the screen down there? 
Nicholas, so we can say goodbye to everybody. Sure. And uh, so thank you for a great demo today. I'd encourage everybody to go on the website, go on salesforcedevops.net and check out Nicholas's article where we've got all the links, screenshots and uh, information on using SFDX Hardis. And um, I like it because it, it's definitely in that philosophy of cloud native um, um, computing, you know, the CNCF, the cloud native computing foundation and all the little pieces that you can put together to make a DevOps pipeline work. But I think SFDX Hardis has a real nice uh, um, wizard layer on top of it and a business oriented approach that uh, makes using those little pieces easier. So congratulations on a nice demo. Thank you very much, Vernon. Congratulations for the nice uh, website and uh, website and analysis. What I really like uh, on, uh, on Salesforce DevOps is that me and a lot of people like me, we see DevOps from our day work prism. Uh, and you, you take, uh, you take that from another angle uh, and uh, it can, basically, I think you think more about what is Salesforce DevOps that us that use it every day. So it is really interesting to uh, to read your analysis uh, to better understand what us we do every day with uh, our Salesforce project. Well, on that kind note, I'll say goodbye to everybody and we'll see you again on the Keenan Vision podcast. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Keenan Vision podcast. Please come visit the salesforcedevops.net website and sign up for email notifications of significant updates. Thanks to 10 Ton Chicken for the music, which is available on iTunes. And also be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review about how well we did on this podcast.